Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Wednesday edition of the Orville Sci-Fi Watcher edition of it. My name is Corey Charette, and joining me is Mr. Brian Lee. Brian, what's going on? Hey, Corey. Good uh, to be here. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's geek out on some more Orville, the season two finale. Can you believe it? I can't. Time flies when you're having fun, man. <laughs> more ways than one, my friend. More ways than one. Let's jump. <laughs> let's jump into this one called The Road Not Taken. Season two, episode 14, makes it a 26th episode overall. Came out April 25th, 2019, written by David A. Goodman, directed by Gary Rake, who also directed the last episode. This is the what happened when Kelly said no to Ed's second date. Right. We kind of like theorized this in the last episode because I think we both of us thought that she remembered everything, right? Right. So the, the memory wipe didn't take. Obviously. And this is the what if Kelly remembered everything and she changed one little thing where they didn't meet or they didn't continue dating, you know. And it makes sense that this this timeline could exist this way. Yeah, it, it makes total sense. I mean, because know? Kelly gave got Ed the command on the Orville. And right. the Kalons did not, you know, Kalons ran away because of the actions Ed had on the Orville. And of course, if he's not in charge. You know, the Kalons could take over. I think this was like this was like new Kelly saying F you because you took away my man kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of jilt, a jilted lover response. Yeah. You know, but who would have thunk it, you know, so to speak, you know, like, oh, I won't go out with this guy a second time. What's what's the worst that could happen? Pretty much everything. a lot. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. This one starts off on some like uh, union listing station, Saren 5. Where you see two people trying to steal a food replicator that you find out, and you find out it's Gordon and Ed. All right, what, did you think it was them before you saw their faces? No, I did not. I thought it was them. I did not until they got into the shuttle, and I'm like, oh, "It's Gordon and Ed. It's got to be." Okay. Um, uh, hide inside a moon to let the quantum drive reset itself. They fly out. It kind of feels like Star Wars again. <laughs> Yeah, it did feel that like that. Like I said, oh, they're back into another space. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, ice. Yeah, we just moved, and, and we just had that one last week. Let's re- let's repeat what happened last week. Yeah, let's just redo that. Yeah. So it's been nine months. Half the known galaxy has been wiped out thanks to the Avengers. I mean, <laughs> thanks to the Kalons. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's a movie. <laughs> no, but thanks to the Kalons, they've wiped out half the known galaxy, including destroying the Earth. Did they say that somewhere? That they destroyed the Earth? No, half the known galaxy. Yeah, they actually did. I wrote that in my notes. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so the Kalons did some serious damage around the universe, or the galaxy at least. Yeah, I mean, that makes total sense, you know? Um, we also saw that these Kalons look a little different than they did before. Mm-hmm. Now they have floating heads. I love that. The heads detach and they can be like drones with guns on them. I guess that's an upgrade. You know, unless they had them before we, since the last time we saw them, unless they had that before, we just never knew about it. No, I feel like it's an upgrade. Okay. Um, cause had they been able to do it, I think they would have done it. I don't think they would have like hid that like, Oh, we can actually detach our head, but we uh-huh. chose not to. Yeah. And then of course, Ed and Gordon get caught by scavengers, which spoiler alert is not scavengers at all, but Kelly and the rest of the crew from the Orville. Right. And I had to think about like, okay, how how did this work again in, in a timeline? And it makes sense because uh, Lamar was already on the Orville. 
before Ed was there. Everybody but Gordon, Ed, and Kelly were on the Orville. Yeah. The Claire Finn. Uh, Talia is a stretch. Yeah, but but um, what's her face? I can't think of it. Alara. I wonder if Talia wasn't really on the Orville, but she was on another ship. Because I think she mentioned that about being on another ship. And but, they just found her. Yeah, I don't know. You might be right. But yeah, right. I mean this 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 works out though that they were all on the ship, so it's easy, it's easy to come up with a reason to have them all in this episode. <clears throat> yeah, and Kelly spills the beans that uh, she screwed up. <laughs> yeah, and caused all this seven years ago. I said nope. <laughs> Oops. Hmm. Um. Yeah. What do you think of the whole black hole thing? They they get close enough to a black hole so light doesn't escape, so they're not pulled into the event horizon, but they're they're kind of invisible. I call BS, but I'm I'm okay with it, I guess. Yeah, I, I think it's a stretch. I think scientists could probably easily show a formula to prove that this cannot happen. No, you'd be sucked in. You can't yeah. like just go just above and no. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I, was, I call BS, but I do like the time dilation. The two days have passed when they were sitting in there for a few minutes because. You know, closer to a black hole, you get time gets sucked into. We we uh we saw that in that Christopher Nolan movie, Interstellar. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yep. Yeah, that makes total sense. I like how they sped it up, and you saw the the ship bouncing around, still waiting for them to come out. You know, which was great. Yeah, that was that part was cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, of course, we found out here. I mentioned earlier, the Earth was destroyed, and the Orville crashing onto into the Earth or in the ocean in the Earth to me was kind of a stretch. Like, Why? Because nobody else would have tried to get to that ship. Well, there's probably so much going on. Remember, like when the uh, Kalons attacked the Earth, you know, before there was ships all over the place, right? So I think it could the the ocean could have been littered with ships, you know. Probably, but I think it was a bit of a stretch that the fact that the ship fell in the Marianas Trench, the deepest spot in the ocean on the Earth. That part I call BS also. <laughs> and it fell in one whole piece. That was a plot device. And plot device. and there was minimum life support on the ship. Plot device. And the fact that they could actually get the power, connect to the power and drain the, 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 the pressurize the ship so they can get the water out of there. I... Plot device. That whole part, I was like, I was like, I was cringing. I'm like, come on, seriously. Well, they had to make it in the Marianas Trench, so they had that tension of will they make it with through the pressure? You right. Know? Will it hold up? I get it. I don't know. I would have thought the 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 Orville would have crushed under all that pressure if it's not doesn't have shields or anything on. I think it it would have been built for it because it's it's got to withstand the pressures of space. So there is no pressure in space. It's a okay, vacuum. Well, That's the thing. Anyway. I'm like, but I was maybe like, maybe you're right. But the fact that the ship was pretty much intact, seven miles underground. Right. I was like, huh. yeah. The whole going to the Orville thing was like, like so much. You say plot device. I call BS. <laughs> okay. And uh, did you did you realize? Did you know who? Did you have an idea of who was still on the ship when they get down there? Because they said there was one life life form. Like five decks above. No, I, I didn't. I didn't really think about it. Did you? No, I, I. I was hoping it was Lieutenant Dan. I thought it would have been hilarious. Oh yeah. I was just like, I, I wrote that in my notes. I hope it's Lieutenant Dan, and no. But that would have been hilarious. But Bordis makes sense, though. If you want to make sure you have the entire cast in this episode. 
He's yeah, he was only logical next step. Yeah, it really was. I mean, it made sense. And it was it was kind of touching slash sad how he said his mate and his kid got off and they're going to meet up on the Mocklin on, on Mocklin after. And they said Mocklin was destroyed. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, like, hopefully they're not dead. <laughs> so sad. <clears throat> yeah. But like, oh, OK. Um. I knew where they were going with this when they when they they disabled that one Kalon, and mm-hmm. and Lamar saying, "Well, yeah, they got a network and they're all connected to the network and they're all unique and blah blah blah." And then he says, "Well, we can get to Isaac that way." And I and I and he goes, "And the downside is," and I'm like, "I know what the downside is. Is once you're in the network, they know you're in the network." And he's basically said that word for word. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, that's true." I mean, that was so obvious. That was that's where that was going. Mm-hmm. So. uh I thought it was interesting that even though Ed wasn't on the ship, they were still working on that device seven years later. That, that, That's a little BS too. Yeah. If Ed wasn't on there, that device would not have been there, period. That's the, that's the part I call BS. Like, oh, so you could just go back to the ship and uh, just get it and like like it was the, there before? The Aronov device, that one, right? Yeah. yeah, that one. Yeah, that just happened to be there. Mm-hmm. That would not have been. I don't think it would have been there. The the it doesn't match up, you know. Yeah, the timelines changed a bit. I don't think that would have been been possible. Yeah, I want to know what Aronov means because does it mean like we're idiots? Because I feel like that translates to idiots or something. <laughs> I haven't. But no I want to know. No clue. No clue. But um. So, I, I mean, this episode shows the what-if scenario for Kelly and Ed. It does, right? Because Kelly regrets not going out with him. Ed, I thought a little bit of a stretch that Ed had one date with her, and then he's still stalking her years later. Oh, that he was still looking for her? Yeah, he's like, oh, I checked your profile out on Facebook. Basically is what he said, you know. I've been keeping tabs on you. I was like, yeah, you went on a well, date with her. I think, I think you would have, if it was somebody you thought you had a real connection with, wouldn't you? I don't think so. Seven years later, though, or whatever, it's like, uh, yeah. I mean, you wanted that second date, though. But I, I like that. It was cute, the spaghetti and all that. And let's let's try. A little hokey when they like said, "Well, you know, if this if this doesn't work, will you marry me?" And she says yes to his strange proposal, which, mm-hmm. like, okay. But I like the idea of sending Finn back because I'm thinking, how are you going to do this? You can't sell Kelly. You can't send Kelly back, right? No, because if you send Kelly back, it's Kelly seven years older. And right. Is she going to go back and say, "Yeah, Ed, I'll date you"? And now we got a seven year older Kelly dating Ed. But now we have two. No, now we're going to have an older Doctor Finn. You no, because she disappears. Happen? She disappeared. Okay. Because this there timeline doesn't exist anymore, which create right. which creates paradox and da 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 da. <laughs> So many time-related stuff this week. Well, that between the Avengers and this, I mean, the fact that, you know, because if she goes back and, and fixes it, that fin doesn't exist. Therefore, she can't go back and fix it, which means it would happen. It would just It's just an endless loop, you know. But I don't care. I mean, that's what happens is she goes back and fixes this, which I thought was a great idea, to be honest with you. Yeah, and it's funny that every well, this is the second season. The end of the first season was Kelly centric, and the end of this season was Kelly centric. You mm-hmm. know, I wonder what the what the deal is with that. Yep, I don't know, but I love the fact that 
they send they send her back and the Orville explodes. I, I like that. And then all of a sudden it just cuts to black and Kelly wakes up in the past. And then there's Finn and Well, it doesn't matter because that timeline is essentially over at that period. Right. But it's still I still like it. It's like, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. But I like how Kelly wakes up, she disappears because we actually see her go to the future, and then she comes back and then and then Finn shows up and does the memory wipe. Mm-hmm. And all is well. Well, I mean, uh, that's that's a we think that's what's happened, right? Yeah, I'm assuming if and when we get into season three of the show, it's just going to be like these two episodes didn't happen. Do you think also if it doesn't get picked up, it can also still be ended okay? Yeah, it is. There's no cliffhanger. There's no oh my god, how are they going to fix this? Things are back to normal. Yeah. To me, it's a good way to end the show if they end the show this way. It's just like, okay. You they just keep doing missions, right? Yep. Just like the original Star Trek, they just continued their five-year mission. We just never saw it on screen. Uh, what do you think? I mean, what do you think is going to happen in next season? Do you have any uh, thoughts or ideas if they get a third season? Uh, I don't know. I just keep doing what you're doing. I mean, that's all I can really say. What if we co- well? What if we come back and Alora is there now? Would that upset you? No, it wouldn't upset me. But I don't think it'll happen. I think we corrected the timeline. What did you think of having Alara in this episode? I thought it was fun. You know, I mean, I, I like seeing her. Um, I was wondering who the lieutenant was because they're like the lieutenant. I'm like, oh, who's that going to be? And I'm like, hmm, I have no clue. And then all of a sudden, she shows up. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Because I think she's done with the movie that she was doing. So I think it opens her up to be available. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe they could have her guest spots or whatever. I don't think she'd be back as a regular member of the crew. Okay. Um, And we got, we finally got the pickle line for Talia. Or, we did. We did. Yeah. I, I love it. Well, to him, he's never said that before. I know. And we've never heard him say it to her before either. Right. It would have been weird if he said, like, that sounds familiar. That would have been like, no, don't say that. Yeah. But he said that. I was just like, yes, yes. I was like geeking out. Finally. Like, all right, thank you. And that's enough. You don't have to say it anymore. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder what took him so long to say that, you know? I don't know. So maybe he wanted to reserve that just for Alara. Maybe. Maybe it was was like their catchphrase. Yeah. All right, so let's wrap it up. What did you think of this episode, this two-parter we had? You mean both together or just this one? Well, this one alone and then as as one whole story with the other part. This one alone was good. We, we talked about some of the, the stuff that were just like over the top, mm-hmm. like the Mariana's Trench and, and all that. Yeah, let's get the ship working, no problem, and fly it out. Yeah, but overall, I thought it was a good episode. I agree. It was it, a scale of one to 10, probably seven and a half, I think. That's a good one. I mean, there's some stretching. Uh, Kelly was looking good in this. Yes. <laughs> there was a lot of cleavage, and I was like, did she want to do that, or was that really Seth's doing? I don't know, but I mean, this entire episode, all my brain could say was, push up bra. I mean, that's all. I was like, Because <laughs> it's like she walked in, and all of a sudden, I'm like, where's her face? It's gone. Where's her face? <laughs> it's like, you know. Because um, you're so used to seeing her in, in her uniform and more conservative clothing, and then all of a sudden, you see this, you're like, whoa, hello. I think they put a lot of production into this, which was nice. Um, you know, the fight, the fight sequences where they're fighting in space. It seemed like it's like 
it was reaching like movie quality almost. It, it really was. And and let's talk about the season. How I mean, where we started and where we ended. How did you think the season was, and and compared to its first season? This season was all over the place. Um, there was a lot of like sputters, maybe at the beginning. Too much relation, um, but, too much lovey-dovey stuff, and let not a lot of science fiction. Yeah, that's what I mean by the sputters. I think they were just like going down the relationship route a little too much, but I think they course corrected towards the middle. We got more into sci-fi stuff, especially these last two seasons. These are not last two, last two episodes. Mm-hmm. They had a good mixture of relationships and um and sci-fi elements. Right. Overall, I think it was good. If you compare the two seasons, I think this is the better season. I don't know. I think the last season I will say is better because the episodes were more consistent. This one, okay. we had a, at the, especially at the beginning, I lost a lot of interest at the beginning. It was just like, I don't care no, about I thought the, the first or second episode was good because they were continuing on the Kalon thing. Well, we had to, we had to watch uh, Bordis P. That, we did. That was an episode. Yes, the, that was terrible. You're the, right. The whole first episode was getting everyone in a relationship. And right. I got to look and see. Yeah, we had to watch Bordis P. You remember that? I think that was episode That was two, episode one. Or episode one. Right there. I, I had a, a bad feeling. It's like, oh, this season better get better than this. Yeah. But the Kalon, I think the Kalon thing made it up for it. I like the Kalon thing, the time travel thing I, I always like. Um that was halfway through because that's episode eight and nine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I say that made up for it because we had a, a baddie to go against, and it wasn't the uh, the baddie from last. It wasn't the krill. It wasn't the krill. I think it would have gotten old if we were like krill, krill, krill the whole time. Right. You know. Um, but yeah, it was a good season. I hope it's renewed for se- another season because it's. One of the best science fiction shows, if not the best out there on television, in my opinion. I think they upped the production value in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was uh, the addition of, I forgot the guy's name, the guy who did 24. Uh, John Cesar, I think is his name. Yeah, I think that's his name. Um, like he upped it up a little. So, And I think the fact the ratings are decent and Seth MacFarlane can go... If you want more Family Guy, you have to give me more money for this show. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling. Did he say that? No, but I have a feeling he he probably has a little bit of clout there. Oh yeah, you know at Fox. So uh, yeah, it was great, great episode, great season, a good season for me. And I'll we'll, let's hope next year we get another another thirteen, fourteen episodes out of these guys. Yeah, then let us know what you guys think of it. Sci-fi watcher at sayproductions.com or 774-327-2948-774-32. Say it. That's how you can reach us. And that, that is it, my friend. Brian, where can we find you online? I can always find me on Twitter or Instagram. Just look for Brian Says. And thanks, everyone out there, for listening to this episode. We'll catch you next time. <laughs>